Getting Better Healthcare is brought to you in part by Leo Pharma. Every American is acutely aware of the issues surrounding our healthcare system. We know miracles can happen, but we find ourselves bombarded by conflicting information and are uncertain of what and whom we can trust. We have some of the best medical care in the world for those who can afford it. Incredible new drugs that change people's lives but can be very costly. Many of the best doctors the world has ever seen, but not all are perfect. That's why Dr. Steve Feldman created the show, Getting Better Healthcare, to help walk us through the labyrinth, helping us understand how to take better care of ourselves and to better understand the challenges, issues, controversies, and complexities of our healthcare system as it exists and as it could be. For better healthcare and a better healthcare system, listen to the doctor. Now, here's Steve. Welcome to another episode of Getting Better Healthcare on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Steve Feldman, founder of the DrScore.com physician rating website. Well, on today's show, uh, we welcome back Dr. Joe Greer. Uh, We're going to be speaking to him today about the role of physicians in improving our our nation's healthcare system. Uh, It's a pleasure talking to Dr. Greer. He, as I mentioned last week, is uh, one of the most honored physicians in America. He's received a MacArthur Genius Grant. He's been recognized by several presidents of, of the United States for his work with Miami's poor. He's a practicing gastroenterologist and a professor and a writer. He's author of the book, Waking Up in America. Dr. Greer, um, thank you for continuing this conversation. Let's talk for a moment about specifically what the job of the doctor is in either your ideal system or the, the, the current health care system as you see it now? I, I think, I, I think it, we can transcend the systems and the time. I really think we are one of the most, and should be, one of the most respected professions in society. I think we come in third place of importance in society. Number one is mothers, and number two are teachers. And they're the ones that establish you know, the basis of a future society, and then we come along. Attorneys you can put really, really low, even though my daughter just graduated from law school. That's okay. <laughs> just joking. But anyways, and the reason that is is because we're the ones that are supposed to be there for when people get sick. We're the ones that are supposed to be there to help people improve their quality of life. We're the ones that are supposed to, whether it's just holding a hand or actually intervening surgically or procedurally or however you want to, but we improve people's lives. You deal with teenage kids that come in with acne. That's a very sensitive time in a person's age, and they're growing up. And, and how they look is vitally important. You know, having been a teenager and having had two, you understand the importance of that. So all of a sudden, your role as a dermatologist is vitally important. By the same token, I live in South Florida. You better be plucking out all these skin cancers. Okay? Well, yeah. Well, fortunately, we have a healthcare system that makes it easy for physicians to do these things, right? Right. <laughs> I say that ironically, a little touch well, of sarcasm. we can do whatever we want to do. We choose our own path. You know, the, I, I, if I didn't do all this extra stuff, I would have made a lot more money. Having said that, I put my kids through private education all the way through graduate school for both of them, and, and you know, knock on wood, as I'm tapping on my head, they're left with no loans. I, interestingly, am left with no savings, but that's another story. You know, while everybody invests in the stock market, I invested in tuition. Yes, I invest in my children too. I think that's I can't do anything better. That's what my parents invested in, and 
Exactly. Mm. That's the best thing that we can do. Unfortunately, for the first time in the history of America, our kids' generation will not be better educated than us. Well, I want to focus on the job of physicians because you wrote something I thought was very beautiful. If, if, I believe you wrote this. Uh, the job of the physician in the new millennium is not simply to battle the illnesses of patients, but also to navigate a system that makes it difficult to diagnose or treat the patient. The lack of support systems for patients, the hassle of testing, the patient, the referrals, the authorization, the denials that so often follow are the simplest examples of America's medical system today. No, I agree with you 100%. We have to advocate for our patients. The other thing our, we as physicians can do, and this I give to every medical school class that enters into our new medical school here at FIU, and I tell all the, every single class at orientation, by the way, this is your second day of medical school. You now have four years less, two days to save the world. I want them to realize the power that white coat has. Whether that white coat is going into an inner city community and saying, you know what, you guys, this is how much I respect you, and just hooking them up one way or the other, but all of a sudden a professional is on their board or just volunteering. Or if you don't like doing that, write a check. We can afford it, even a small one. Or, or pick a cause by the same token, any aspect of society in that way. That's, you know, that, that's the role that physicians should be. We should be playing a much stronger role in our communities in what we do. I would like to say, I mean, you don't have to. That's a personal choice. But I think that the doctor carries that weight to make that significant. Yes. So, yeah, I agree with that. You know, you're, what, basically what you're telling me is we need, um, you know, the moms, they have code pink uh, working yeah. to reduce war. We need, uh, we need doctors doing the same thing. Well, we have doctors without borders. That's, doctors uh, without borders, doctors for human rights, physicians for human rights, you know, and there's, there's a bunch of stuff, but I really think we can even take it to another level. And it, it's sort of like, you know, I understand that somebody has to care for the interests of my economics, which I'm, I'm thrilled about. But when I go to Washington, D.C., or I'm exposed to people that have influence in policy, I'm not going to talk about my reimbursements for a colonoscopy. I'm going to talk about all those that don't have anything, that can't have access to, to seeing a physician. This is a great country. Everybody should have access. Everybody. Period. And we can make it happen. How, how would we do that? We demand it. That's how we do it. And not only that, we, you know, if, it, if at the beginning it takes us each seeing one unfunded patient a week, then we do that. I, you know, there's another question. When did it become socially acceptable within our profession that a physician said no to a patient because they had no money? When did that happen, and why did that happen? Because when you read the history of medicine and you read about the docs before, you know, at least before Medicare, hell, there's stories in this country about being paid in chickens and stuff, you know? Yes. Um... And doctors had this incredible respect in every community. It uh, is, is reminiscent of um, some of the behavioral economics I've read where... Uh... You know, I give blood at the Red Cross every two months without fail. But if the Red Cross offered to pay me, you know, $25 for my time, I'd stop going because it would change the dynamic from one of me giving for charitable reasons to one of giving for financial reasons that wouldn't pay me. And I wonder if um, the idea that uh, when, when doctors were doing it out of their heart, it was one thing. When doctors were doing it for a Medicaid payment that didn't cover the cost of their 
um, services that it, it changed the dynamic. No, exactly. And, and, you know, that's another issue, too. I live in the state of Florida. Medicaid is, is I think, we're like somewhere in the, in the mid-40s in this country in Medicaid reimbursement. What kind of incentive is that? Number one, for a physician to lose money in, a, in, in an area, that it's easier through, without the hassles. And I tell this to our Medicaid patients, I just assume not charge you because it actually costs me more money. Now, the only time I'll bill you is when I'm doing a procedure because at least the procedural fee for the hospital will come in. You follow? Yes. So, so where is the, what is the right answer? To get rid of Medicaid I, and just I'll ask dermatologists? I'll tell you what I think the right answer is, is, is you have a right state legislation that turns there and says, okay, how do you fund this appropriately? Uh, I think this is something that Arkansas had done many years ago. They decided to put a one-penny sales tax on every bottle that had, you know, a liquid that you drank drive through the state, whether it was a Dr. Pepper or a beer. And that supplements their Medicare. And I think their Medicaid, I mean their Medicaid, and I think their Medicaid is at 99% of Medicare. Which is pretty unheard of in your or my state, okay? Yeah. All right. Dr. Greer, I want to give you a chance for any final thoughts you want to share with our listeners. I beg your pardon? I want to give you a chance to share any final thoughts you have for our listeners. My final thoughts are, you know, keep the faith. If you're going to be a physician, it is the greatest profession in the world. We have a big responsibility. But you know what? I, I, I truly believe with the new generation, with our generation, we're going to make it better. I, I really, really do. And uh, having said that, Maybe some doctors should work for Congress. Maybe it won't be so dysfunctional. Thank you so much for the, your time this evening. Well, thank you very much, Doctor. And uh, if ever I can uh, anything, let, let me know. And if you're in Miami, please call me. Thank you. All right. Dr. Greer exhibits this wonderful passion for improving the health of not just his patients, but of all Americans. And he has a much more global view of what health care means than I think many people do. I'm still mired in the idea that a lot of health problems are just things that happen to people we don't have a whole lot of control over and that our health care system is designed to take care of well. But Dr. Greer points out that in his view, most of the problems, most of the health problems are caused by the way we eat, the, the way we live, the way our society is structured, and that the best way to improve the health of people is not to ask how can we just make our health system less costly or cheaper, um, but to ask how can we make um, people living in our country, people living in this great nation of ours, healthier. And I think if you ask the question that way, he's right. We probably wouldn't start with our doctors and hospitals. We'd probably start with how our society is structured and and. and how we care for people in a more global way than just their medical care. One of the things that I, I, I think Dr. Greer makes a standout point about is how physicians can take a leadership role in this area that uh, we do have the tremendous respect of the public and they recognize our commitment to people's health and well-being. Uh, they respect that voice and we can we can be a louder voice for improving the health uh, of all Americans. Perhaps a great starting point uh, is Dr. Greer's book, Waking Up in America. Uh, he also mentioned many different uh, physician organizations that are devoted to addressing not just people's individual medical care, but the greater social issues we face. 
Well, I hope you've enjoyed our discussions with Dr. Greer and that you'll join us again next time. Getting Better Healthcare has been brought to you in part by Leo Pharma. Our theme music is by the incomparable Michael Zioli. Until next time, I wish you the very best of health. Thanks for listening to the show today. Remember to go to DrScore.com to get and give feedback about your doctor and to read others' recommendations about doctors in your area. It's a way to choose your path to healthcare empowerment. That's D-R-S-C-O-R-E.com, DrScore.com. And we'll see you next week right here on Getting Better Healthcare.